And welcome to another episode of The Postcast. My name is Sean Fairholm. How would you like to win $100,000 in a one-day golf tournament? Sounds pretty good to me. That's exactly what PGA professional Mark Parson did last week at the Haverford Trust Classic, a one-day event in Philadelphia with a fairly modest entry fee of $150, given that the winner takes home hundred grand. Just one round, one shootout, if you play well, you could have a life-changing amount of money. What is it like to play for that kind of money when you're not a PGA Tour player who is used to it? I spoke with Parson to talk about it. So I guess the the obvious question is, uh, how does it feel to... Uh, win this tournament obviously uh it, it comes with a, a pretty nice prize at the end of it yeah i mean it's uh it's definitely surreal you know i mean I, i've just been getting accolades from old friends and <laughs> you know past people that i've taught and clubs that i've worked at and you know just everybody congratulating me it's uh you know it's 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 kind of hard to describe but you know it's uh it's it's really special you know i mean it's it, i think it's uh, an extreme fortunate opportunity to be mm-hmm. a member in the philadelphia section to actually take place in an event something like this because there's nothing else in the country where you can play in an 18 hole tournament for a 150 dollar entry and have a chance to win a hundred thousand dollars right you know, it's like yeah it's almost like hitting the lottery <laughs> it is. like i mean you know from, i mean you know you got to have some skill but still you know it's uh it's it's a pipe dream sometimes so um for me it's it's just great you know it's it's certainly a huge help financially um you know for being my family um you know, I got two kids, one's one daughter who's older, who's in college now, and I got another son who's going to college. So, you know, uh, the money is, is very well uh, received in order <laughs> to, uh, you know, help their futures go along. So um, it's it's just great. You know, I certainly uh, I certainly haven't played a lot of golf this year, but, uh, you know, when I have I've actually played pretty decent. So. Um, I'm not much of a practicer, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I'll practice my short game just a little bit, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty busy working and, uh, you know, cause my season is just starting. I basically work at a public golf course where I more or less work Memorial day to labor day and, uh, you know, cause it's seasonal Yeah. and, yeah. um, you know, it's just starting to kick off for me now. So, you know, I've been pretty busy. So needless to say, you know, playing a couple rounds of golf, um, certainly wasn't uh, a big priority lately so <laughs> and uh you know i just uh i played like a month ago well the beginning of may they had the u.s open local qualifier mm-hmm. at this club called hidden creek yeah um and i worked there for like four years as the assistant net pro so you know, I, I know every nook of grass there. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, a, a friend of mine who was a past member there but lives in the community with me, he 
for whatever reason, I don't know why he ends up caddying for me. And, uh, you know, he, he's not necessarily a caddy, but he's a good friend. And, uh, you know, we just kind of gelled great together. And, uh, I played really well on the front and, uh, I was, I think I was even par through 13. And then I started choking it on 14. You know, I like, I really choked, like I made a double and, I made a birdie the next hole, but then I finished with a couple bogeys. So I had all, I, I, if, you know, any other day I'm playing at Hayden Creek, I'm parring in because I've played that course so many times. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it was, you know, it was an easy road for me to at least get through the first stage of, uh, you know, local qualifying for the U.S. Open. And, and I didn't play that great. So, mm-hmm. you know, I saw, obviously I saw a lot of people there that I knew and, and, uh, you know, they're all encouraging, but, I just said to my buddy, Mike, I was like, Hey, I got this, you know, Haverford event coming up and it's, uh, 18 holes and first place is a hundred grand. I said, you want a caddy for me? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do it. You know, sure. And, uh, you know, cause he's not really a caddy. He's yeah, just a yeah. friend, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, and I'm like, you know, cause he's in insurance and, you know, he's busy, but he's also, uh, a yoga instructor and uh you know so i'm like making sure that he's ready for you know because the tournament was uh tuesday mm-hmm. this past tuesday yeah, right right and uh you know so i pick him up and we get to the club and uh you know all i said to mike is i said uh mike mike is his name and i said there's only one thing that i really want you to do today while i play and he's like, well, what's that? And I said, I want you to keep the scorecard for my fellow competitor. And I want you to deal with the markers because every three holes at the Haverford, there's a marker there on the tee asking you what your score is. Oh, okay. And like on the sixth tee, you know, there's an electronic scoreboard. On the ninth tee, there's an electronic scoreboard. You know, 10 tee, 18 green, there's a big one, this and that. So I just said, Mike, I really want you to stay focused with that. And, you know, I just want to play golf today. He says, gotcha. So through the whole round, I didn't know where anyone else stood in the tournament. (laughs) And I just tried to stay focused on my own game. And that was it. Yeah. Now, I did know that three under was low when I teed off. Mm -hmm. Because I was the last tee time of the day. Right, right. So, um. So I played pretty good on the front. You know, I shot three under on the back. You know, I started to gag it a little bit, but I, 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 you know, I made a good birdie on 11 to get back to two, two under. And then, uh, I, uh, no, excuse me, three under mm-hmm. to get back to three under. And then, uh, I three putted 13 to get back to two under. So here I am kind of on the 14th tee again, kind of reminiscing of Hay Creek. <laughs> right, I, I yeah. Said to, I, I said to Mike, I said, you know, Mike, you know, the way that we really need to win this tournament is we need to birdie out. And he said, absolutely. Like, let's do it. So I birdied the first 14th hole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I missed the green on 15 and I hit a, I hit a good pitch and I had like about a seven footer for par and I made it. And then I, uh, 16's a par five down the hill. I hit it in two, two putt birdie. 
and then 17's a long par three. Um, I hit it like 35 feet pin high, and I made it dead in the heart. Wow! And must have um, felt good. <laughs> I was I was five under, and now you know I'm on the 17th green, and there's all carts following us, <laughs> and the TV cameras going around, and you know all these people are coming up to me, and Mike kept them all away, and I just. I just took my bat, I took my driver, I got on the 18th tee, I was a little nervous, but, you know, I towed it a little bit and got it out in the middle of the fairway. I had uh, 167 in, and it was straight uphill, and, you know, I'm nervous. I mean, you know, I, I know, I know what's going on now, but yeah. I don't know if I've won, I just know that I'm somewhat in contention and I'm playing well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... So I hit a little choke down six iron, and again, I tow it a little because I'm nervous, but I get it just to the front of the green. Like, I'm like five inches off the front, and I got like 65 feet, you know, right to left, like about four feet of right to left break uphill, Mm -hmm. and I almost make it, and I leave it like two and a half feet. Now, like, I'm just dripping with sweat. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I, I'm just about to putt it, you know, and I say to myself, okay, you, you're not ready. So I look for my caddy. I'm like, Mike, where are you? He's like, oh, I'm right here. And I was like, where'd you go? So, he, so I step away. I leave my ball there. I come over to him. I dry my hands with a towel. I try to get my composure. You know, there's 200 people standing around watching all – you know, waiting for me to either make it or miss it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just collect myself as best as I can, and I made it, and I knocked <laughs> it in. And then uh, I, I, I walk off the green, and George Cannell, who is the, you know, chairman of the event, who's been sponsoring this event forever, uh, he comes up to me and he says, congratulations, son, great playing, you know, you won. And I looked over to Mike, and I'm like, I did? I won? Like, I didn't even know. I didn't know. I didn't know where I stood. And then all the section members are, congratulations, you won, and this and that. And then the guys that I play with, you know, they're high-fiving me. And, uh, you know, it was just so surreal. But I will give props to um, the two guys I played with, a really nice one guy's name was Jordan, and I, I apologize, I can't remember his last name. Yeah. This other guy that I played with, his name was Mike Tobiasen. And uh, Mike Tobiasen, I think is a head pro at some club in Delaware. Well, he's played in three U.S. Opens already. And wow. He was legit. He shot one under. And I would say between, you know, I made eight birdies. He probably made five. and And I think... Jordan may have, might have made two or three. I'm going to say we were like 15 under as a threesome if we played a best ball that day. Wow. We were wow. dropping putts left and right. So That helps. You know, that helps. You know, I mean, Mike is playing well, and, you know, he made a couple bogeys coming in because I think he was two or three under at one point. And, you know, and we just had a great energy of group. You know, we were laughing. We were having fun. Um, you know, everybody's making putts, you know, it was just a great combination to just, uh, you know, give you that opportunity to win, you know? Yeah, definitely. Would it have helped on 18 if you knew that you were, you had a shot to spare that you could have made bogey and still won, or did you just not want to know all the way through no matter what? 
You know, I kind of just made this mental commitment that I'm just going to golf and I'm not going to look at the score. I'm not going to write down the scores. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to play one shot at a time. And, and, and that was my game plan. So, you know, uh, honestly, I made it a point not to know purposely on 18. I, yeah. I could have. I could have asked. And, and I and Mike, my caddy, knew. He knew once I uh, – he knew where I stood once I birdied 16. He knew that I took the lead going to four under after 16. He knew that I was leading. And then when I birdied 17 – then he knew I had a two-shot lead, <laughs> and he didn't say boo. He didn't say anything to me. Super encouraging, and and uh, you know he just uh, he kept saying to me most of the day like uh, tick tock and keep the tempo and something stupid like that. But you know I just <laughs> I, I had good rhythm that day, and uh, you know last time. We played at Hidden Creek, and he caddied for me. The only thing he said to me there, which was really helped, is he's like, you got to let the putter swing. And I made a couple putts. I kind of thought the same thoughts. And yeah. I made you know, I made eight birdies for the Haverford, but four of them were 30-footers or, or longer that went in. Wow. You know, like I, 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 drained, some, I drained some putts, but... I don't know if you've ever played Sunnybrook. No, I haven't. I no. will tell you that the greens there are immaculate. Mm. Like they are so perfect. They probably rolled twelve or thirteen. You know, downhill they could roll as fast as fifteen. Um, but the golf course there is just impeccable. The staff there and 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 the people that are there. It's just a great, great club. It's a yeah. great, great environment. Wow. Yeah, my uh, my friend uh, won this a few years ago, Josh Rackley. I went to school at NC State with him. This this made a big difference, obviously, in hit, like the trajectory of his career. You know, obviously, it, it sure. got his name out there, and you know, the hundred grand doesn't doesn't hurt either. I mean, what does this do for you moving forward? Uh, obviously, you mentioned the your kids helping out with college a little bit with with this money, but uh, just you know, the fact that you won an event like this, what does this do for you? Well, I mean, I, I was a director of golf at a club, and I, um, you know, I, I, I've had a, a highlighted career, mm-hmm. I, would, I would say, you know, professionally for accomplishments, and now I, I kind of have changed roles where in the summertime, I'm basically a teaching pro at uh, Harbor Pines, where I work there from Memorial Day to Labor Day seasonally, and then in the off-season, I'm a commercial heating and air conditioning sales, like project manager guy. Okay. And uh, so I kind of like dual career. Cool. So, um, you know, it keeps me in the area. Um, Actually, one of my clients that I've taught forever offered me the job. So I basically work for him in the off season. And then in the summertime, uh, I basically, you know, focus on golf. And uh, it's it's well for me and my family financially, I, I will say, South Jersey golf is probably on the decline, you know, right. uh, there's a couple of clubs in here that are struggling and, you know, they need to close. Uh, I think if I, if, if I would, you know, go back into the golf business full time, sure. I'm sure my, my, 
my my tournament would would give me some edge but mm -hmm. you know i know that i would have to move you know i'd have to move to a different area right, a different country right. or different section you know that type of stuff and my wife is pretty entrenched with her employment in atlantic city she's in she works in one of the casinos at a very high-end uh fine dining restaurant my daughter goes to Stockton College locally and lives at home. So, you know, we're kind of like entrenched in the South Jersey area. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, for me, uh, like I'm I'm probably in a good place mentally, you know, with my life. And, you know, while I'm not, you know, working at some of the hiring clubs that I've worked at before, um, I'm kind of at peace with my life. So, you know, even that could be part of the reason why maybe I play a little better, I, you know, or I right. play a little better. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm 48 years old. I'm supposed to be deteriorating. <laughs> and, you know, here I do, I shoot 500 and I win a hundred grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know? definitely. And it's funny that tournament, the Haverford, <laughs> if you look at the past champions, uh, it's typically always somebody new each year. Mm. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's a new person that wins it. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a special event, you know, and, uh, it's funny when I finished and we're doing the speeches and we're talking, I think George Cannell, who was the, um, and, and I, I hope I'm saying his name right, but I'm pretty sure that is his yeah. name. Um, he, he was kind of hoping that, you know, I was going to choke a little bit coming in so we would have a playoff. <laughs> there were three other guys that shot three under yeah. and, uh, you know, he's a party guy. He wants to keep that party going. He right, right. To be hanging around and watching the playoff and this and that. And uh, when I birdied 17, he said, you deserve it. You you deserve to win it. You, you birdie in 16 and 17, you know, you, you deserve it. You know, and right. He gave me some nice kudos. So it was it was. <laughs> It was nice. It was nice. So, yeah. Do you have any uh, any room for any uh, other other areas to use the money where you can kind of have some fun with it a little bit, or is it all going to be going to uh, good use? <laughs> uh, it'll be going to good use, but we've already talked about like we're going to do you know this fall uh, or you know maybe late summer or something like that. We're going to definitely take a family vacation. We're going to go somewhere. Good. My son is. Uh, going to be attending the university of oregon in the fall so, oh awesome um yeah so that's exciting so i have a an old college buddy of mine slash golf buddy who uh who lives out uh in california and he's a member at olympic so um i might now go drop my son off and then my wife and i we may take a nice vacation and you know we haven't you know, we're, I'm a blue collar, you know, hardworking, mm -hmm. you know, work as many jobs as I can type guy. And, you know, we, my wife and I, we work hard and, and, you know, we probably haven't really taken a, a real nice vacation in a long time. So I can tell you that that is 100% in the future. Definitely. <laughs> we are going to do that now. So yes, yes, it'll be certainly enjoyable. Thanks to Mark for joining us today. That was pretty cool to hear about his experience with the Haverford. Best of luck to him in the future. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening today, and we'll see you next week.